This episode of 90 Day Fiancé Cray Cray does contain adult content. Hey everybody, welcome to 90 Day Fiancé Cray Cray. I'm Kim and I've been watching this dumpster fire since Danny was in Australia on his Bible study trip. And I'm Kyle and I need nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, nothing. <laughs> But the blood of Jesus. It's a beautiful hymn. Thank you. A beautiful hymn. Uh, I practice Kyle. it all the time in seminary school. <laughs> Olive so beautiful. Cumin so beautiful. Harissa so beautiful. All the things I see literally every day of my life in a regular grocery store down the street. So beautiful. Everything's beautiful. Everything. We had a huge week. Jenny and submit stuff is out of control. So I think yeah. we've, I think that we just have to start with that. Um, in lieu of all other evidence, we'll just go deep there and then we'll get into before the 90. What do you think, Kyle? Let's do it. I, I my, was, my, my, my body is not ready. <laughs> I'm just not it whole. I don't even know how to start talking about it. Like I was so blown away. Um, I obviously knew that Summit was married, but this entire situation that occurred with the family coming to their apartment is insane and must have been terrifying for Jenny. Do you think that the father-in-law kicked over the salad dressing? Oh, I wish karate chopped that salad dressing. No. And instead Summit's mom just like bashed in the shrine. That's no joke. either. That's no joke. Yeah. No joke. All right. So let's, Let's start with with the kind of the rumors that were swirling around previous to the episode airing last week. So there was a lot there there was a lot of talk um and there were there kind of two camps. Those that believe that Jenny knew that Summit was married and those that believe she did not know. Frauded by TLC definitely was in the camp that she believed that Jenny knew, I think ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's also a discussion about whether production knew, but that's obviously less important. And I think that there are, I think that somebody in production may have known. I don't think everybody knew. I, I think that there are probably people in production that knew and people in production that didn't know. So that argument aside, I mean, it's TLC. Do we really like put it past them? But, <laughs> um, or sorry, sharp productions rather. So, there was all this quote unquote evidence floating around about to, to prove to quote unquote prove that Jenny knew about submit. I dove, I, I did a deep dive on this. I watched the YouTube videos. I read all of the text messages. Did you read the messages on Facebook between her and between Jenny and submit from like six years? You ago? mean Michael Jones? Yes. Michael Jones, the cringiest shit I've ever fucking read in my life. You mean? It was like two teenagers. Not even two teenagers. It was like two eight-year-olds. Yeah. You're cho sweet. <laughs> it was just like, hi, baby. Where have you been? You look great in this pic. She was oh. 53 years old at I that know. time. I know. With I know. multiple gra- like kids. Maybe not grandchildren yet, but m- multiple adult married children. These 
conversations between Michael Jones, AKA Summit and Jenny were, were very cringeworthy. They were like two, eight year olds sending love prove, messages to what each they, other. But what do they prove? They don't nothing. And nothing. that's, that's my point. They don't prove anything. Yes. Jenny did try to sell her catfish story to MTV catfished. She never lied about the catfishing. We knew about the catfishing from the beginning. We, we got the entire been, yeah. story about the catfishing. And we knew they'd been together essentially, or they've been at least in contact for seven years. We knew that too. That was not frauding. We, we knew all of this. And for me, again, that makes, that does not make this fraud and it doesn't make it fake. It makes it just that more real. Now, people are saying that this proves that like they wanted attention and they wanted fame, but I just don't believe that. So I, I don't know. I mean, they um, wanted money. Sure. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Um, Wait, why else would you try to sell a humiliating story to MTV? Yeah, that's true. And I don't, I, I'm fully in believing that attention is totally something Jenny wants and needs. Maybe. Yeah. But that, that has no, relation to submit being married absolutely not because honestly we've talked about this several times if none of this drama happened and it was just a heartbreaking story where they had to split up because he couldn't get married because of family issues in the family it was always this looming thing in the background to be honest it still probably would have been the most compelling story of the other way oh i totally agree they yeah didn't, they didn't need to do this to hype up the drama in my opinion they didn't um, then there were the text messages from the quote unquote cousin. So there was somebody that is allegedly Jenny's cousin. Who knows who the fuck this person is? It's somebody on the internet. Like, do we really know? Have I'm we Jenny's ever seen, cousin. Have we ever seen a picture? Like, If this was this big a deal to them that yeah. they wanted to prove that this entire thing was a lie, they would have posted a picture of themselves with Jenny and then a picture of themselves with like, I don't know, like a, a note card saying, yes, it's me saying this. I'm the cousin. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, to prove that they even know this person. We've never seen that. No, and the text message wasn't... I thought that the text message would be between Jenny and the cousin being like, yeah, he's married, but I'm going to India anyway. It was nothing of the sort. It was a text message between a cousin and somebody saying that they thought that she knew. And I'm like, that proves nothing. Okay. Like, anybody can say that. Yeah. So, frauded... I, I talked to her a little bit, and she said that um, she's convinced that Jenny did know. She said that... Well, the messages don't prove that she knew. She thinks that it proves Jenny would go along with anything to keep submit, including the show. And she said it's just more of a gut feeling that she gets based on like the aggregate of information that she has and Jenny's personality. I don't, I don't think that Jenny knew that he was married. I don't either, but I understand the argument. I mean, we've been bullshitted plenty of times before on this show. And like, listen, like, do we really care that much? I don't know. Not, I mean. At the end of the season, like it's, it bothers me when like episode two of the season, it's like, this is horseshit. Yeah. That bothers me. This, that's the Caesar situation, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're on episode 17. <laughs> yeah. This, even if this is totally fake, I think it's still, first of all, it's incredibly compelling television and it generates compelling discussions between people. And it's, it's like a viral sensation, this Jenny and Submit thing, right? So, even if it's fake at this point, we're at the end of the show. I honestly don't really even care that much because it's interesting. And th there's definitely not a shadow of a doubt here. Like, 
or there there's a massive shadow of doubt over this, I should say, right? Yeah. And I understand Frada's point of view too. And and people that are in the camp that Jenny knew, we got burned so bad with season six. Larissa <laughs> swore she didn't have kids. And then it comes out she has kids. Of course. On the show. Like Ashley was like, oh, Natalie's saying all this bullshit stuff about me on this Instagram account. And she's a racist. And it then it turns out it's her. Jay. <laughs> it was literally Jay, her husband, posting, leaking information about them as a couple. So we have seen like these kind of crazy attention and touching grabbing. The cops show up at Steven's door. It turns out it looks like a 10th grader wrote the note. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So we, we, this is not our first rodeo, right? I mean, we've seen the cast lie many times. I don't think that this is one of those times, but again, I could be wrong. And this is just my opinion based on what I know. And based on videos I watched of Jenny's daughter and her wife. (laughs) Do we want to dive into what actually happened on the show? Yeah, I think we should, we should do a step-by-step for those of you that don't watch the other way. This is still extremely compelling. All Um, right. Well, first of all, let's talk a little bit before we dive too much in. I want to talk a little bit about, this entire situation and how how this was filmed because I think a lot of people were confused and thrown right away because the producers had to fly back out to India to film this. And that I think gets into some interesting issues about how this show is filmed in general. And to me, that makes it seem less fraudy based on the way that like some of the things that we've learned over the past couple days and as we've done this podcast over and over i mean we don't have like a bunch of people in production that like tell us stuff we don't know anyone <laughs> i'm be surprised if they if they like us at all given how much shit we talk <laughs> but i figure it's like most other shows where they film this in chunks and if there's more story to tell, they'll come back out and film it. But if there's no more story to tell and then Jenny just flies home and it's done, why would they have a cam? It's not like they have a camera crew just hanging out. Mr. Mustache man is not hanging out in India for 90 days. No, he's traveling. He's all over the place. He's all over. There's no fucking way. He's just sitting there waiting for something to happen. Right. And so Mm -hmm. the fact that they had to come back out to deal with this shit makes it seem like it's, something that actually happened and it's more real and you know if this were fraud in they would be there boots on the ground ready to film all this crazy shit that happened and we've seen weird shit that's obvious horse crap like when caesar calls the airline he's like hello my name is noah how can i assist you mr mac like give me a fucking break so yeah so okay Tough to watch, but we see Jenny. So the producers got a frantic call from Jenny saying that some shit went down, some it's married, the whole family was there, yada, yada. So the play-by-play production was not there when this occurred. They had to catch the first flight to India. I do not know how long that took, but you do need a visa to enter India, like a valid visa. So it could have been two days. It could have been a month. I just have no idea. It seemed like it was still fresh enough. It seemed like it had been within two weeks. I don't know that she was filmed, but at this point, we don't know if Summit had told production that he was married. And that's the first kind of question. Like, because we saw at the end of last episode that Summit said, I'm married, but that could have been filmed during 
after this. And I think that's when it was because given if we had not seen him in the preview, that would have been much more confusing. Yes. But we see him in the next episode. And so all these ITMs that you've seen, we talked about this last week, all these ITMs are filmed almost always at the end of all the events of the show Mm -hmm. and usually over the, over a couple days time. Yep. So he, yeah, he definitely could have told them and they, they may not have known up until this point because the ITMs are filmed way after. Totally. Um, so Jenny tells us what happened. Summit had been at his parents' house. Then he comes back to Jenny's and parents' house being like his wife's house, right? He comes back to Jenny in his apartment and his phone started ringing and Summit says to lock the door. Then Indian father-in-law is at the door with Summit. Now, this is a very important cultural implication, as we learned from reading Pomegranate1234 on Reddit today. The fact that the the father-in-law shows up to confront Summit means that like there could be some legal ramifications here. This is a huge deal. And and also the fact that he takes his passport and his like other identifying documents with yeah. him is because this is a pattern, according to this Reddit post that we both read, this is a pattern where basically like you can ha- like Indian guys sometimes will have a wife back home in India but will go abroad and try to get out of the country and start a, a, a different family elsewhere and the bureaucracy and the way that the systems are interconnected like they can get away with it a lot of the time because you may never know that they're married in India especially if they only have a religious ceremony which is still legal but they don't file all sorts of other paperwork which a lot of people don't do right exactly so it's it's a very important point that and then we learn you know Indian father-in-law had basically followed Summit to this apartment on his motorcycle and he's like, the rest of the family is coming. So that's confusing to me. Me too. So he's on the motorcycle. That makes sense. He's following Summit. We always speculated that something like this could happen, Mm -hmm. which is why Summit is dummy, dummy, dumb, dumb, (laughs) exponent, exponent. Uh, But... The other family, like, what are, what are they? Are they just, like, in the driveway with the car on and he's, like, on the walkie-talkie telling them, like, where, like what part of town to go to? That- I assume he just dropped a pin. <laughs> right? I'm serious. Why wouldn't he? It's Google Maps. They have Apple family sharing on is sure. what you're saying? Okay. <laughs> Everybody has a cell phone. I'm sure he just dropped a pin. I don't know. But the entire family allegedly shows up at the apartment and they ask... This is the post... This is the part where the Reddit poster... Um, says that she doesn't believe this part, that the family asks him it, do you love Jenny? And he says, yes, yes, I love Jenny. I but love like, Jenny. I, 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 the point that the poster is making is interesting, and I think it makes sense. It wouldn't even occur to them to ask that because it's completely right. irrelevant. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> it makes, the, the Jenny is just like, might as well be a cardboard cutout, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or like a real doll to them. Like exactly. They, she means nothing. Something else that I that I read, or maybe this post talked about this, but something that I thought was interesting is a lot of people, and or you know what, it was someone in our Patreon Facebook group was saying that, listen, like if Jenny was Indian, yeah, this could have been a serious like death wish. But because she's white and American and an American citizen, there was no way in hell she was actually in any danger. Could you imagine if there was an honor killing of a white American woman 
in Delhi. That would have been international news for for days. Not to but, mention that like she's basically forced to go home now because her visa is going to run out and she legally can't very stay in the country. Sim- it's very simplistic. Like, yeah. You literally do nothing and Jenny goes away forever. Right. <laughs> right? Exactly. So it, it doesn't make any sense that she was in danger. Submit- but she doesn't know that. That's the thing. I totally agree with you. And when Jenny is articulating what's happening, the only time, and th- I want to get into this, she doesn't get really um, emotional about Submit being married, which some people point to as saying, aha, she knew. But I think it makes sense because I think she's in a state of shock. Mm -hmm. And the only time that she gets really emotional is when she starts thinking like, my personal safety was at risk. How scared she was. How and, and yeah. how like scary this whole situation was. Not not that she's like devastated emotionally because that I I get that that's like a state of shock and she probably hasn't really even even after a couple of days like processed it. Yeah. But the fact that she thinks and she's not she's probably not correct, but I understand why she thought this. She like she thinks these people are coming there to just fucking kill her. I know that's the way she feels because Samit's told her like my parents are not cool with this. So now you bring this wife and a whole other family into the mix. And that has a lot of people that she said, I was assuming that they would blame me for this whole thing. And that is a reasonable assumption to make from her vantage point. I don't know. Then there's this whole like potential violence, right? Where she said that there was a cousin that had like his fists up to submit Summit's face and had him backed up into a corner. And Jenny tried to intervene and like try to physically protect him. And the mother like, phys- I, I couldn't quite her, understand. Yeah. yeah. Basically removed her from the situation and then through the shrine. That sounds like some intense and super scary shit. And it makes sense, though, especially if that cousin was related to Samit's wife. Yeah. This is a serious... Forget, like, just the the immorality of it for a second here. Forget, like, the fact that his wife feels bad because her husband is cheating. Right. This is a seriously embarrassing mm-hmm. and, like, dishonoring thing Yeah. in their culture. It makes their entire family look very foolish, I I think, right? Like, I'm not claiming to be some kind of expert in arranged marriages or or anything like that or Indian culture, but I can imagine this has financial and societal implications. I mean, just the fact that that they're on this TV show at all is probably super bizarre to them. Totally. I mean, think about how much Samit's father-in-law dropped on that wedding. That's we know thing. that Indian weddings are expensive, massive production. It's the most expensive thing you will ever pay money for. Yeah. In and your life. he's not probably pumped that Summit is not honoring the marriage. And th- there's probably an added interesting factor here that do you think for one second that Indian father-in-law ever knew Jenny existed? A great question. I don't know. They got married two years ago. This was years after Jenny was in India. Probably I guarantee not. you. The parents definitely kept that hush hush. Right. I think there's some other layers here where Samit's family is maybe more liberal than Indian father-in-law family about yeah. things. Just the fact that they would allow Jenny into their home at all maybe shows that they're maybe more open to this type of stuff. But I guarantee you they didn't tell her his wife's family that Jenny ever existed. And so when this came up, yeah. they had to act like they were all 
horrified and freaked out, but they knew this was a possibility. Listeners, I know a lot of you listen to this podcast as a way to motivate yourself to go to the gym or during your commute. The point is you're all working very hard and we're glad that you treat yourself with this podcast. And there's another great way to treat yourself. It's with the FabFitFun box. FabFitFun is a great way to practice self-care. It is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. And I'm going to tell you about some of my favorite products in the fall box, which is out now. I was so excited when I received my FabFitFun box because I've really been wanting to try some of those gold eye masks that Tim has been wearing on this season of Before the 90 Days. I don't know what brand Tim uses, but this box includes the Wander Beauty Baggage Claim Gold Eye Masks. Perfect for if you're traveling overseas to meet your potential fiance for the first time, or if you're just traveling in general um, with your spouse like I do, or for work. But seriously, these eye masks are so much fun, and there's a six-pack, so you can even share them with a potential partner. I also got the Aveda uh, Damage Remedy Daily Hair Repair, which protects my hair because I do style it a lot, and I use a lot of heat, so I'm loving that product so far. The FabFitFun box retails for $49.99, but always has a value well over $200. But today for 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray listeners, you can get it for $39.99 with code Cray Cray. This box only comes out four times a year and it does sell out. It comes out once a season. It's a super fun way to treat yourself as the seasons change. So get your box today. Go to FabFitFun.com and use code Cray Cray at checkout to get $10 off the box, making it $39.99 for our listeners. This includes $200 worth of full-size products. The box is also customizable. So if the products that I talked about don't seem that exciting to you, you can totally choose other ones. Again, that's fabfitfun.com and use code CRAYCRAY to get $10 off their fall box. I'll also have a link in the show notes for those of you that are driving. And I'll pick, I'll post some pictures of the box I received at 90 Day Fiance CRAYCRAY on Instagram. Now, again, no excuse because like one of the things that I always think about is what was Submit's end game? I literally think he, I, the, the Redditor had a a comment about this, that because the marriage wasn't registered with paperwork, it was, you know, they did the religious ceremony and in, in, in India, that is a proper marriage a legal marriage. Um, he was probably hoping that he could get to America somehow with Jenny or because, because of the way that the bureaucracy in India works. I think that he thought he could have another ceremony that wouldn't get picked up by some kind of computer system. Yeah. And then just get the F out because he tried to register the marriage. And if he, the thing is, I imagine if you're going to apply for a 90, like a fiance visa or a spousal visa, that there has to be some way to verify that you're legally married with paperwork at mm -hmm. the American embassy. A hundred percent. Yeah. And so because it was just a religious thing and there was, he wasn't in the system, it's still legal, which is odd. Like it's, it's literally like you just show up and now it's, you know, yeah, but I think that probably was his plan. I also don't think Submit thinks that far ahead. I just don't. I just don't think he's that smart. Like the whole Michael Jones thing, that just shows me that he's just fucking, he's just like YOLO. He doesn't have a Pacific plan, Kyle. He doesn't have a Pacific plan. (laughs) It is day to day. Like every day is just like, okay, what am I doing today? Okay, cool. 
I think he just wanted to spend as much time with Jenny as he possibly could before <laughs> the, the shit, shit burned down. I don't know. Yeah. I, I it's so crazy. Like So in that so given all of this that we've talked about, do you back to Jenny still being in India? You think it's simply because she still she just still loves him. I think she still loves him. I think she wants to make a go for it because thought, he proclaimed his love in front of his wife and yeah. all those people. He like, isn't he going to be shunned from his family now? I don't know how that part and works. It certainly seems like it's grounds for divorce in a way that, I mean, I'm sure it's still considered shameful, but at least it's recognizable as a reason. Do you think that they've consummated the marriage? They, oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. You think Samit's not been banging for two years? He probably has kids. Shit. I don't think he does have kids. And would that be grounds for divorce? If the wife is like, he's not sleeping with me, so I don't have a chance to have children. But the thing is, she doesn't want to get divorced. As much as like, mm. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. She might now. <laughs> yeah. But sorry, I think, it's not funny, but it kind of, I mean. I think it's probably a combination of she still loves him and... I think that she genuinely fears for his safety right now and doesn't want to leave until she knows he's okay at least. Yeah, that would make sense. You know what's really messed up is next week we see in the preview Samit's friend that we've seen on the show before. They totally knew he was married. Of course they did. Said 100%. And they had that dinner together. Oh, that's of so cringy now. Of course they knew he was married. That That's heartbreaking. Yeah. Do you think that the internet cafe discussion was genuine? I couldn't get a good read on that. I felt like this was a reenactment because of course, like the day after this happened at the latest, she's going to be talking to her daughter, right? If you believe that it took production at least a few days to get there, I think it's absurd that she wouldn't have gone immediately to an internet cafe, like as soon as the dust settled mm-hmm. to talk to her her daughter about 100%. this. 100%. Unless she was scared to leave the house. <sighs> Maybe without a camera crew like around her. I don't know. I mean, that whole family's there. I want to know what happened. It just seemed like a conversation that should have lasted two fucking hours. And they wrapped it up in like 10 minutes. You know? I know. I know. And then like, so what? how did this all end? They didn't really talk about it. Like Summit, I guess, leaves. They just took him. They just disappeared That's his right. Ass. They did just take him. And and I know that the, the father-in-law did file a complaint with the police. Yes. Okay. God, yeah, I think that this was definitely a reenactment. Also, like, her daughter did a good job of acting surprised, but Jen... Stone... Daughter-in-law Jen... Stone cold killer. so fucking awesome. She was just stoic. Like, just stone poker face. She knew that shit. She did. She was like, I'm not surprised of anything that I'm hearing right now. Yeah. And, and you know, her daughter said what needed to be said... And she was so articulate that I sometimes have a hard time believing people can come up with this stuff on the fly. But she said, he put you in so much danger, mom. She said, sorry. He put you in so much danger. This was inevitable. He lied. He lied to your face and he took you halfway around the world and he knew there was never a chance this could actually work. 
Hey guys, would you love to go to counseling, but you're just not sure how to actually go about finding a counselor? People make it sound so easy, like, hey, just go get some counseling, but how do you actually make that happen? Maybe you have a relationship conflict, or maybe you have some depression and anxiety issues you'd like to talk to. I really like to talk to my professional counselor about lots of issues that I have in my life, um, but when I started counseling, I just didn't know where to start. BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. This is a really great sponsor for us because counseling can be life-changing. I know because it's something I found so beneficial for me in my personal life. I used to go to counseling in person, but I found it so overwhelming because I had to drive across town during my work day. I had to schedule appointments weeks in advance. I'm just really busy. I mean, I have a lot of trash TV to watch, you guys. I don't have time to be driving 40 minutes to counseling and then spending an hour and a half there and driving back. That's like two and a half hours out of my day. BetterHelp offers affordable, convenient counseling via text, chat, phone, or video. You can definitely fit counseling into your schedule when you don't have to drive all the way there and schedule months in advance for appointments. You can talk with licensed professional counselors who specialize in issues like depression, stress, relationships, trauma, anger, family conflicts, much, much more. Connect with your personal counselor in a safe environment and communicate how it's easiest for you by text, video, chat, or phone. Anything you share, of course, is completely confidential and secure. BetterHelp allows you to get help at your own time and at your own pace. This is especially great if you live in a rural area. Maybe you don't have a counselor that's nearby that you can go see. With BetterHelp, you can have access to a huge network of professional counselors at your fingertips with just your computer or your phone. You can start communicating in under 24 hours with BetterHelp. There's no waiting weeks for to get an appointment at a local counselor's office. BetterHelp is a truly affordable option. And for 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray listeners, get 10% off your first month with discount code Cray Cray. No, the irony of the promo code is not lost on us and it will never be unfunny. Go to betterhelp.com slash Cray Cray. You'll fill out a simple questionnaire. It'll help better help assess you and your needs and match you with the perfect counselor that you will love. That's betterhelp.com slash cray cray and get 10% off your first month. I honestly believe that everyone can benefit from counseling, maybe even cast members of the show and BetterHelp makes counseling so accessible for everyone. It's really great. Please try it. That's betterhelp.com slash cray cray to get 10% off your first month. I'll also have a link in the show notes for those of you that are driving. Um, all right. So to wrap up Jenny and submit this, damn. Was, <laughs> damn, that's, how, that's how I feel. This was a scary situation. Um, I'm very, what do you think is going to happen with submit next week? Like, do you, I don't think that they're together now. I think that Jenny does eventually leave why she didn't leave immediately. I think she's waiting for her and Summit to get back together. Well, we know she's back in the States now. We obviously. know she's back yeah. in the States now, but what do you, th- how do you think it ends with her and Summit? I, I'd be really surprised and fascinated if they're seen together again on the show. Interesting. Okay. Because I wonder if he's going to like try to sneak out just to be on camera to show, to tell his side of the story. Um, but I'd be surprised if they were ever together again. Because yeah. I I would think that Indian father in law is fucking like on him, yeah, like shit on stink, like all day. That's true. They're dropping, not going to let him go back to her. Dropping pins. Yeah, yeah, and I do. It it uh, that is the one piece that I just can't 
put together is like if you were as shook and terrified as Jenny clearly was, if we believe that interview, I would be gone. I would be on the first flight out. Maybe she's just run- waiting till her visa runs out. I don't know. I really, I do think it's just she she is afraid for his safety, but I don't understand what she thinks she could do about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Should we move on? <laughs> <laughs> that was heavy, it but was. it's interesting. It's, it's incredibly compelling TV. It really is. Let's, let's move on to Rebecca and Zied. So I really, finally we see like Tunisia, the spice market that was spice awesome. Spice market was awesome. Yeah. It was so beautiful. And it's just the way Zied was talking about the olives and the cumin and all of the, all of the spices in the same, so using, beautiful, yes. using the same words to describe them as he uses to describe Rebecca's beauty. Look at the baby pickles. Yes. So beautiful. Yes. <laughs> it's just so funny to me. That's I couldn't pay attention because his pants were so goddamn tight. I thought he was going <laughs> to pass out in a face full of turmeric. Feels good to laugh after talking about Jenny and Submit. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's all laughs the rest of this episode. Oh my gosh. So I don't know. When I retire, I just want to have a spice store. That's it. Totally. Sell spices. I want to have mounds of spices a la Scarface with Coke. And I want to have a cat running through the lentils. Did you Uh, notice that? I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also like... The, uh, let's let's talk about the spice market first. I have thoughts about the beach that he took her to. That like beach hookah bar was one of the inc- most incredible places we've ever seen on the show. Absolutely, it, was it looked so like beautiful. A, it looked like a Greek island. It was so beautiful. So Kyle. much beautiful. So much yes. Beautiful. So okay. How old is this city? I don't know, but so much. <laughs> Can we talk about the sister? So the whole point of going to the spice market was to buy presents to bring to the sister's house for dinner. I got you spices from down the road that you probably have 1,200 pounds of in your own house because they fucking like are right there. (laughs) I basically got you salt and pepper. (laughs) The sister was stone-faced. Her and and daughter-in-law Jen need to be friends. I was so mixed feelings about her. Okay, first of all, could we just agree that Rebecca should have worn her traditional outfit to this dinner? Because that would have been hilarious. That would have been fucking so funny. (laughs) This is, she wasn't even wearing a job. She's like, I'm a modern woman, okay? (laughs) So funny. Once again, an incredibly, horribly awkward dinner cooking situation. Um, So strange. What is with, Rebecca's 47 years old. Mm Mm-hmm. She's lived life. You know, she's had three marriages. She's banged chicks. She's bugged some cars. She's bugged some cars. How are you not capable of polite conversation? Even with someone that doesn't speak very good English, like that should be even easier. I thought Rebecca did great. Are you kidding? She is horrible. What? Like her sister was like, what's the main thing you love about him? Oh, well that, but it's I don't know. That's because she doesn't have why any reason you, to love Zied. Why can't you sacrifice? I don't know. That she's, part was dumb, but I was talking about the small talk when she's in the kitchen. Like, no, thank you awful. for inviting to our house and thank you for this. And the sister was like, mm-hmm. 
She did the same thing the mom did. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. Yes. I was like, oh, you are mean. And you know the sister speaks like a lot of English, too. I think she speaks really good English. Yeah, yeah. She does. <laughs> She's like better than Zied. Listen, from her perspective, this is a rando coming in to sweep her brother away to another country. And she's never going to see him again. A hundred percent. Yeah, she's pissed. But I'm then like, totally why invite her over to the house? production she got paid 500 bucks come on (laughs) it's a lot of spices no tunisia 300 yeah yeah (laughs) maybe 80 we just don't know we just don't know she got some cumin out of it kim (laughs) and some harissa so um yeah what's the main thing that you love about ziad rebecca has nothing not even his eyes the banging that we did last night not even his monster cock (laughs) No, she, his kindness, I, anything, I don't he know. He says I am much beautiful 30,000 times a day. It's pretty, <laughs> it's actually the only thing he seems to say to me. <laughs> she has zero explanation. And, you know, the sister then explains they have a small family and why should Zia have to sacrifice and there's just like yeah she has no answers you're right she's, well rebecca she's is like so self and self-centered and so american americocentric about mm-hmm. her views she just assumes america is the best place it did not even occur to her that him leaving his entire family behind and his entire life that he's known for 30 years might be just a little bit of a sacrifice so that he could fucking drive lift in the United States. <laughs> exactly. And then the the conversation between Ziad and the sister is very uncomfortable because he's saying like in Arabic, he's like, oh, you know, she's going to help me find a job and this. And, and I'm like, oh, that's a big promise. And it's, yeah. it's so clear. How can we, you promise that? He well, has, we, he can't, he doesn't speak very good English and he has no skills. And for the K-1, it's going to be a long time before he can work. No, it's going to be minimum two years. So I'm not saying he's going to drive lift. That's not like a, <laughs> racist or weird thing it's just like i'm just trying to think of what he could possibly do once he gets his green card he has he he can drive he, actually he can't even fucking drive never mind he doesn't even have a goddamn license in tunisia <laughs> fuck he does have a license you can't run a car if oh. you're under 28 he can right. drive sorry there's well, nothing wrong with driving lift i've driven no, lift before it's fine oh you have it's fun Cool. And it's a good way to make use of your car when it's not in use. Cars are expensive. Yeah, totally. If Lyft, does Lyft have a thing where I'm driving to work and I say, I'm driving to work and I'll pick someone up on the way? Yeah. It that does? was the original like business and model. And so I don't have to like go out of my way that much? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I never tried. I never did that. All right. I yeah. would do it if I could do that. Yeah, for sure. But I think that that was like one of the original like things that they wanted to build it for. Anyway, we're getting anyway. off topic. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's the point is that Ziad's not going to have a ton of other probably employment options. I don't know what kind of work Rebecca has promised him he can get, but it seems bugging cars like a stretch stalking <laughs> just like <laughs> following people. Hello. <laughs> Be really you good. are much cheating on your wife. <laughs> he would be really good at that. Do you like my sweater? <laughs> it's very tight. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. We've got <laughs> to move on. Your affair make me so much worried. <laughs> I can't even think now. <laughs> Rebecca, though, Kyle, Rebecca has another secret. The secrets are just, there's just no end. Yeah. 
Before she... we, let, I just want to cover one other thing. Okay. How do you feel about his sister judging Rebecca for her past relationships? Um, I did not like it. It was unsurprising given the cultural. I agree. Thing. I think like it's it was kind of a low like to us. It's a low blow to be like, haha, you've had relationships before. Your ex before you, your ex. <laughs> you're dirty scum. Haha. Ha. Yeah, that was mean. But. Three divorces in that culture is, is unheard insanity. of insanity. Literally, the sister has probably never met anybody that's been divorced, let Even alone once. divorced three times. Like, totally. So I think it's just like literally crazy to her. Yeah. So also that food that the sister made looked freaking amazing and I want to eat it now. That's all. All right. Another secret. What did you think about this secret? It was pretty obvious. Really? You think, you think so? Yeah, I mean, what was going to be the secret? She's already still married. What could be her I mean, other she secret? She has tattoos. What yeah. more could she be doing wrong that's forbidden in the culture? I mean, I had a couple other guesses, but we don't need to go into it. But, I mean, who gives a shit in our culture, right? But what was fascinating to me about it was, like, why in the fuck would it even come up to tell his parents? Right? Like they don't need unless she wasn't married to this other woman, correct? No. Okay. So and like, why, why you why they don't even she, know anybody everybody you ever dated? And then like she gets mad at him that he makes a point. Well, we're not gonna tell my parents about that. <laughs> well, like, I don't even know if I would tell my parents <laughs> if my wife had like a, a gay relationship when she you know what I mean? Like, like why would you? Why would it come up? It well, right. Like First of all, mom, dad, I have to have a conversation like <laughs> unnecessary. But even if I felt like a burning desire, I don't like again, like why would it ever come up at all? I it's have no so idea. So she gets mad at him and like, you know, you can't you're going to you're trying to hide who I am. I'm like, well, is that who you are now? And, and she like, already recognized know. that it was completely forbidden in their culture and that yeah. she was worried about it. I'm like, well, like if they don't like your tattoos. Yeah. The whole, the whole thing was very strange. And if his I parents think, hate the tattoos, how do you think they're going to feel about you? Like 69ing chicks. Oh God. <laughs> Maybe she wanted to go into that level of detail. I'm not sure. So this brings me to my, my last thought about this. Is she actually into him at this point? So okay, she so you nothing, don't think that she is. I feel like this has been nothing but a bad time so yeah. far. Like, yeah. It, it just seems like she's looking for an out here. Why do you think she's looking for an out? Well, oh, because she, you think that she told him about her past relationship with a woman so that he would just be like, that's, that's, that's too much. That's enough. Because mm, interesting. She, she can't even say why she loves him. All the relatives think she's a complete moron or scamming or just wants him for his dick. And she's telling him all sorts of stuff that is not necessary to tell him except that she's married. Yeah. he. What do you think he's going to do when he finds out she's married? Is that the We've end? We've seen a little taste of this and he seems like the, he... If I remember right, this was a long time ago. He just said, this is too much. And he just walks out of the room. I don't know. I don't think they're together. I don't either. I just get the feeling they're not. Yeah. Now we have to talk about former 
Queen Angela. <laughs> she's she's gotten pegged down a, a well, notch. Well, people are really upset with Angela this week. They're saying that she's quite abusive. I don't know. We I, had this discussion on our first season of this podcast because it's hard a to lot talk of this, about. Like, I want to have fun. A lot of this same kind of stuff happened last season of Before the Ninety Days. Yeah, I mean, she threw the cake in his face, and it was pretty strong. I will say, though, when she threw the Coke bottle, she did not throw it at him. She threw it at the floor. Right. Yeah. That was fine. This is like 50% less, you know, (laughs) tantrum-y. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, I f- the, my feeling about Angela is yes, it's bad. It's it's a bad example. It it it's debatable if it even should be on TV. It's an interesting debate. But I feel like in Angela's head, this is what she feels like she has to do to be a compelling character on TV. I don't think I I have a feeling like this is just her trying to play it up for the camera. And that's based that's based on her behavior at the tell all. Yeah, I hear you. Remember that Angela's previous television performances include uh, two on Maury Povich. So this is what we're benchmarking against here. I love that this entire argument starts because of a picture where there's one chick on a boat. Like 10 feet away from Michael, not even in the the background. And it's two white guys talking to her. Not even in the same sphere of influence. Like, yeah. literally, he probably didn't even know this woman existed on he the boat. He knows I don't like him around other women. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm so confused that he can literally trade rides for blowjobs, and that's, like, right. only, like, 24 <laughs> hours of anger. And this is worse, and he didn't even do anything. Angela he never just forgets. lied about having been on the boat at all. She never forgets, apparently. <laughs> this is like the so straw confusing. that broke Angela's back. I'm just so confused about the whole thing. Really. The thing is, he admits, though, it's just so strange. Like, I'm not saying that Angela is right to throw cake in Michael's, Michael's face, but he admits that he lied to her again. And why does he think that's better at this point? Like, you have to realize Angela's in all of your shit he has to know he she has seen every fucking post he's ever made in his life i just don't know why he would lie about What's it What's the point i yeah i don't really get it yeah i was on a boat and there was this chick and i didn't even talk to her because there's two no, other that white wouldn't guys even be something you would like, mention what was the yeah it'd be like i was on this boat before full stop i was <laughs> like, on this boat there were there was more than one gender human. there was more than one gender identified on the boat at the time I just don't understand where this even came. Like, where is this anger coming from? Then Angela's getting her hair done. And that's just like a whole thing that I can't, I don't even have the energy to talk about with all the other stuff. Well, let me ask you one quick thing. When you and your husband fight and he wants to, and he knows that he screwed up, does he bring you a Coke? That was weird. What the fuck? (laughs) I, I will tell you this though. I brought you a Coke. My husband could manipulate me with some cake. Well, that's clear. Cookies. Oh, I love cookies. Oh, there is yeah. nothing better than a delicious chocolate chip cookie that is like just yeah. nice and soft in the middle. Kim's sweet tooth at work is absolutely legendary. The stuff of legend. We used to go purchase cakes, Kyle and I, yeah. on our corporate credit card. Corporate credit card. Yeah. For the team. For the team. For hey, the team. For the team. And then I would eat. I would literally walk around with a box of cake. And yet you're still like 100 pounds. That is not 
quite accurate. I've also stopped eating so much cake since we don't work together anymore. But the point is, man, you could get to my heart with some cake. And the fact that she wasted that cake. It looked good. It looked delicious. It looked right up my alley. Yeah. I'm very disappointed in her. What else do we have? So, yeah, I do think that Angela's just playing. Why like, is she, she getting cornrows? It's so <sighs> fucking stupid. That hairdresser. I don't even know what to say. That mad respect to the hairdresser. Oh, the hairdresser was awesome. She was not allowed about to lose that like white lady foreigner upcharge price. Oh, hell no. Hell no. Hell no. You know, she was charging her triple as she should mm-hmm. to put up with that bullshit. <laughs> Just to put up with Angela in and general. And she kept Michael out of there. She's like, no, yeah. you get uh-uh. out. No boys uh-uh. allowed. Like, uh-uh. I thought that was funny. Anyway. All right. Anything else about them? I mean, she's like. No, she's. She's hitting the streets, though. She's She's, she's gr- hitting the streets. She's a gross person. She just is. Michael. Wait, sorry. Can, can you imagine if <laughs> Michael was the woman in this scenario? Oh, it would. It would be unwatchable. Oh, my God. Handcuffs and underwear and licking stuff off the face. Oh, my gosh. And, and then smashing the, something in her face? Like pushing her around and just Throwing like stuff leaving her. her in the middle of fucking Lagos. And yeah. Michael waking up in his car. I literally cracked up out <gasps> loud. I don't know why. I, it was so funny. And it's. I think this is why it's funny. Because he was inside the hotel like gated parking lot. Yeah. Which means that the hotel knows about the situation and allowed him to park his car there overnight. I hope the entire camera crew is staying at this hotel that and they get their, they get their money's worth out of this. I really do too. Yeah. Darcy and Tom and Stacy still fucking hilarious storyline. Why is this so funny? I don't know. Tom like, is still walking with a cane from his vigorous sex injury. Oh. Going to Albania is a real finger in the eye. <laughs> awesome. Um, I would have preferred Tenerife or Gran Canaria or whichever of the oh Canary Islands they were going God. to. God. But Albania, <sighs> the first view of Albania is fine, but it's like an overcast day. It just made it look kind of depressing. Yeah, it also looks like it's either the fall or the winter. Yeah, it's cold. I'm sure it's like beautiful based on where they were like that bridge scene right the bridge was nice the bridge was awesome the water was beautiful but you know it's probably winter and yeah you know I would go down not everywhere is los angeles where it's green like every fucking second no matter what so yeah but i thought it was cool yeah um to me at a high level the darcy tom storyline this week just completely validated that the reason Darcy wanted to go to Albania had nothing to do with anything except trying to one up her sister. Do you remember when Jesse and Stacy and Darcy all went to dinner? How could I forget? And Darcy and her sister had terrible, a yeah. terrible relationship then. And her sister said things that were not very nice, like kind of sided with Jesse on some things. And I thought it was uncool. The only time they seem like they aren't fighting is when they're on pillow talk. Yeah, that is so weird. Yeah. It's because they can judge other people instead of each other. Maybe. they. Yeah, they were such good friends on pillow talk. And you're like, oh, they're cute. So anyway. I loved what, her rummaging through her luggage on the sidewalk. Ridiculous. If I was Tom, I would have been so pissed also. I know, right? After a flight, you're hungry. You just, you have gout. You're going to be sitting. 
<laughs> he does have gout. I'm sorry that man has gout. For sure. He is sit he's like standing in the road and yeah. she's gonna be sitting at the restaurant anyway. Why does it matter if you're wearing heels? Because she has to be taller than Stacy. You are identical twins. That's that's the, the differentiator. The differentiator is the heels. That's the point. <laughs> so absurd. There's like cobblestones. I mean, I admire Darcy and Stacy's heel walking game. I don't. They're gonna have t- like no, 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 plantar like, fasciitis and like terrible <laughs> back problems. It's gonna shorten their calf muscles. Okay, uh, can I anyway, ask a question? Yeah. How long would you have waited in the restaurant? Um, it depends on if I was having a good time. Like the thing that was strange to me is you're in a restaurant, you know, you're going to have to be there for four fucking hours anyway, because we know how long these things take to film, right? It's not like they just have a dinner. They leave after an hour. They're going to be there for hours, no matter what. That's true. So if I was Tom, I get, you've been on a plane, you have gout, you're with, I mean, you're with Darcy. So your level of irritation is always going to be increased 75%. It's true. I understand where he's coming from. But if it were me, I would have just got drunk. I know, right? It's like, yeah. how is this any different from you being just out with Darcy last night? I did do some digging though because I... That somebody, restaurant looked cool. What? Sorry, go ahead. The Somebody posted that's only a two and a half hour flight like what's his problem? And I was like, yeah, it's still in Europe. But I I looked on Expedia for flights from London to Albania, and man, that is a long day. I just yeah. all the transfers that you have to do. The shortest flight that I could find was like nine hours, and most of them were between like sixteen and twenty hours, just because wow. the capital is it Tirana? Is it pronounced Tirania? I don't know. Uh, the capital of Albania is not like a common place that people would fly into. Do you have so. to fly there from Turkey or something? Typically? Yeah, some of them went through Turkey. Yeah. Some of, I mean, the flights went all over the place, but it, it's not a quick trip. There's no direct flight to Albania as it happens from London. Yeah. So I, I love that he's double fisting like a latte and wine, though. <laughs> I thought that was great. That was great. I mean, yeah, I don't know. You, you kind of got to suck it up. But I would have just been like, look, I'm going to the hotel. Like, sorry, but not. If I was really messed up and in a bad mood. I mean, I've been there. I I've, have too. I've been there. I've tired. Like, I don't want to meet your goddamn you be, sister. It was. Yeah. God, you know, I. We are. If we've learned anything, it's that we are all Tom. This we are season. all Tom, <laughs> even though we don't really like Tom. We are Tom. I kind of like Tom. The I'm not ashamed vision to admit board, it. though. Oh my God, Stacy compares Tom's structured personality to Jesse, though, which is worrisome. But then she mentions Darcy's vision board, mm-hmm. and I die. They're great vision board memes. Here's some dating advice: Don't mention your vision board in front of your siblings or your new partner because do you know why she mentioned it no why i'll tell you exactly why she mentioned the vision board because she was talking about her four-year vision board and it was like four years blah 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 four years ago i've been i've been building this up for four years it's literally because stacy's been with florian for three Three and a half, I thought. Three and a half. And it's like Darcy trying to one-up her and make her jealous that like Tom is like been in the works for four years instead of three. You're totally right. Yeah. Tom is just like a fucking mannequin in this situation. (laughs) 
I love They're using you, Tom. I crap. Okay. One of my favorite parts of this was Stacy sits down. And one of the first things she says to Tom is, so are you okay with not going to Gran Canaria? And he's like, (laughs) no, I'm fucking not. I just wanted to go fuck on the beach. And now we're here with you. (laughs) God, it was. I love that. He just was like, no. <laughs> I'm it not. Was, I think Tom's <laughs> hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. I don't care that he faked a luxury life. Oh, great. So what do you think? What do you think of Florian? Florian said three words the entire episode. Maybe a lot of people are saying Florian's a catfish too. Why he's so cute? Just, he, he's a good-looking guy, but compared to the pictures where he's like oh. all, all, he looked very um, gaunt. I guess. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know. I thought Florian's pretty. Pretty cute. He seemed like a nice guy and, and funny too. And yeah. I think he seemed very bland, but cute. Yeah. I I'm, don't know. I don't know. It, who knows how good his English is, which, you know, probably works well with a, a, a Darcy Stacy ish person. <laughs> the less you understand, the better. 100%. What do you, do you think about the hashtag luxury van? I actually thought it was pretty cool. Me too. Why okay. are they complaining about it? Also, no. the driver looked like Pole. Did you notice? Come on, like. I didn't actually. Oh, I have a screenshot. Oh, that's funny. pretty funny. I mean, come on. Like, it's such a big trend to buy like old shitty vans. Forget the Polish father-in-law van for a second. Like buying Airstreams, (laughs) you know, and like renovating them on the inside is a huge trend in America. Yeah, that looked like a Soviet, you know... (laughs) It gets 12 hectares on the on the liter of gasoline. <laughs> it looked like that on the outside. But on the inside, it looked like they actually made it nice. It had like tables and nice chairs. And it, I thought it looked cool. I thought it looked cool too. Yeah. Okay. To finish up, I'm going to ask you a few rapid fire questions. You did you come here to propose? No, I did not. <laughs> okay. I did <laughs> Just not. Just making sure. <laughs> Are you team Benjamin or team Fidel? Fuck. Uh, at this point, I have to say I'm team Benjamin. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. And do you think that Omar and Avery are going to get married next episode? Absolutely not. Okay. I think that they are super naive about this whole showing up and the fucking what's what's it's not a mom, but it's um the sheik. The sheik is just going to like, yeah, here you go. Here's his fucking marriage license. Oh, by the way, you guys, I have to ask the, the main questions. Are you related? Have you been married before? <laughs> um, do you have $25 in check? And or 6000 Check or money order. <laughs> yeah. And uh, here's your license. Here you go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe that for a second. Do you think that Jennifer and Tim are going to get it on because that's what's being teased in the trailer? No. And I think I, even, if, even if they fool around, I don't think you can get it up. Oh, that's mean. It happens to a lot of guys. Okay, fair enough. It's, I mean... He seems seems super nervous and she's gorgeous. It's it's really not even something I'm not even trying to shame him. I'm just saying (laughs) like, that's just probably a fact. Okay. It's it's not even. Yeah. I'll allow it. I mean, most guys have been there depending on how much whiskey you've had. (laughs) Um, Are you team Aladdin or team Liam? I want to talk about this a lot, actually. Well, we have to wait. Give me the quick answer. Well, I'm not team Laura. Okay. Um, if it's between Aladdin and Liam, I'm, de- I'm definitely Aladdin, team Aladdin. Do you think Corey's going to go back for Evelyn or stay with his mom? No, he will not. 
Okay. And would you give birth in that hospital that we saw in tow? Only if it was on the floor. I didn't think the hospital looked that bad. I'm going to go into it in depth. Any last words? I think that they instructed them to give the absolute worst case scenario. Like it's 100%. a percent. Like it's a full moon. Mer- Mercury is in retrograde. <laughs> uh, exactly nine months ago, South Africa won the World Cup, and like eight hundred million people are giving birth on the same day. Like, given how crowded the hospital was during filming, I would say you're gonna be okay. But to be fair, I still think Palm was probably better. It was it was less crowded but more depressing. Yeah. With the paint colors. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> paint like peeling off. I know. <laughs> all right. That's all we have time for today. Stay tuned if you're a Patreon member. We'll go deep on why Kyle is not Team Liam. Hours more to talk oh about. Oh my god, it's god. so much. Thank you, BetterHelp, um, for sponsoring. Thank you, FabFitFun. You can find both of the links for those promo codes in the show notes. If you're driving, you can follow me at 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray on Instagram. If you want more, if you're a super fan and you want extended episodes and more evidence, go to patreon.com slash reality cray cray. You can add the episodes directly to Apple Podcasts or Podcast Addict if you're an Android user. And we are putting out minimum two hours a week of patreon content talking about 90 day fiance and love after lockup Let, let's let's not oversell it two hours uh, at least <laughs> i mean okay. we're gonna go probably two more after this right now uh gonna be doing that third hour by yourself but <laughs> <laughs> talk shit about liam for an hour just <laughs> rambling on my own fucking incel talk <laughs> thanks for listening guys we'll see you next week bye